This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, here today with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about places and events that make Mississippi great. On today's show, we'll start our road trip in Biloxi for a preview of the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club annual Mardi Gras celebration. Then we'll head to Clarksdale to learn more about the Clarksdale Film Festival. We'll talk with Poet Laureate Beth Ann Finley about an evening of songs and stories, and we'll end the show with musician Claire Holly. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from Atlassian, believing all teams can do amazing things when work is open, from going to Mars to decoding the human genome. Through open products like Jira, Trello, and Stride, Atlassian is committed to unleashing team potential. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We're glad to be with you on this Friday morning uh, talking about all the great things happening around Mississippi. Always a diverse array of events, of people, of places, and uh, we've got a special taste of that for you this morning on the show. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Good morning, Camille. I'm feeling great. You know, this is always my favorite hour of the work week to spend with you uh, here at MPB. And uh, it was great. Uh, I got to pick Camille up uh, and we kind of carpooled into the studio today. So a little extra time together. Never complain about that. Exactly. So what did you do this week and this past weekend leading up to the show? Well, I'm still kind of coming off of the Rita B show at the Alamo in downtown Jackson oh, yes. on historic Ferris Street. Uh, Saturday night was an amazing night for comedy and music in Mississippi. We arrived for the Rita B show at 730 when they opened the doors. And I kid you not, the line was from the door of the Alamo three blocks down Ferris oh. Street. It was a sight to behold. But they did a great job of getting everybody in and, uh, you know, lots of uh, good energy in the Alamo Theater. And the show was opened up by Heart Society, the great husband-wife duo of Tania and Ben Eichelberger, who we've had on the show several times. And, I mean, they blew the doors off the place. People were losing their minds. So uh, their new album, Wake the Queens, is out for download and available on CD. I'm holding out for the vinyl, which I believe is being pressed like right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they did a great job of warming up the crowd and getting everybody ready for Rita B, who did probably more than an hour of original comedy. And it was just stellar. A great night. A great night for Jackson. A great night for creatives in Mississippi. Just a lot of fun. I am telling you, I sure hate I missed it. I had my little daughter and, and of course that show might not have been uh, kid friendly for a four year old. <laughs> but I'm so proud of Rita and I mean I just heard nothing but great things about the show. Well and we can all say we knew her when she yep, was a host exactly. here on Mississippi yep. Public Broadcasting so a uh, good job Rita B. Hats off to you and just always uh, so proud to watch you grow. And Camille I know you spent your Sunday in Cleveland at Grammy Museum Mississippi celebrating Mississippi Grammys. I did. I did. It was a glorious event uh, at the Mississippi Night at the Grammy Museum. It was focused around hill country blues. All right. So it had a pure theme to it. We had Luther, the Grammy-nominated Luther Dickinson uh, there playing. We had the current uh, traditional blues album of the year, R.L. Boyce, perform. That was a real treat to see him. And, I mean, got a chance to take pictures with him, and he's so down to earth. Oh, just The coolest guy ever. And then, of course, course, Fife and Drum master, uh, Sade Thomas, and we also had a just a stellar performance from the Como Sisters. That's great. Yeah. So all-star lineup, all-star. Uh, as always. And so. Ward Emlin killed it with his speech, and Bob Santelli did uh, a, a wonderful interview of all, all of those entertainers.
pictures. And then there was a, just a beautiful reception at the Grammy Museum. So it was something to be at. That's great. Now, Ward Emling, former uh, film commissioner for the state of Mississippi, held that post for many years, has given the address, so to speak, at the Grammy mm-hmm. Museum Mississippi celebration for a number of years now, maybe about 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and he always does an, an incredible job of really capturing the spirit of, of Mississippi's creativity and our drive and our perseverance. And I will never forget one year, I think it was 2014, we were in L.A. and we were there listening to Ward uh, share his Mississippi story. And there was this line that really stuck out to me, and I, mm-hmm. it just really sticks with me still. Um, and he said, Mississippi is the Red Bull of American culture. Yeah. <laughs> Just that sounds great. like war. Yeah, it exactly. does, right? It's just a exactly. beautiful line. And yeah, that's right. We we give American culture that jolt. There that you it go. Needs. Exactly. We give it wings, right? Right. Well, uh, without further delay, we're going to head down to Biloxi, where we're joined by Pinky Lewis, PR director and chair for the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club. Welcome, Pinky. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. We are so pleased to have you on the show today to give us a special preview of this year's Mardi Gras celebration in Biloxi, done only, the only way it can be done, by the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, your club right. has a, a long history on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, so tell us a little bit about your group. Our group was founded, the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club was founded and uh, 23 years ago in 1995, and it started out really like a little block organization. Um, one of our founders, Ms. Betty Pollard and Jerry Williams, they got together and decided that we needed to do something right there in the community. And it, it was started out with uh, kids pulling wagons and riding bikes and walkers, and it evolved into this big parade that we have now with bands and floats and people from all over and it has just really grown and blossomed it really has now in 23 years you said it started out with kids pulling wagons (laughs) how long did it take for it to just grow the energy that it did and how big would you say it is now oh well it it took a while but every year it, it, it was developing a little bit more we added cars and you know uh what you call, I guess you would call small floats, but now we're, we have big floats and uh, big marching bands uh, from from the state and from the local area. And it, it t- probably, I'd say, maybe about the first 10 years, it was getting up to that good transition, you know. And since we've gotten there, we've just grown and developed, and more people want to be in our parade because it's just a big fun day and at the end of our parade we feed the community we feed all the band participants and then we feed the community and we just have a big uh fest out in the park where the parade ends oh, it's an awesome event well, Pinky, I'm glad you mentioned that gathering in the park after the parade. I got to come down to the parade one year. It was really a lot of fun. And that post-parade park picnic is really one, was one of my favorite parts. But, you know, I think there's a misconception that Mardi Gras is about partying and mm-hmm. revelry and, you know, just craziness. But what you're doing there is really, really centered around family. Yes, it is. It is centered around family and community. We do as much as we possibly can in our local community, um, we do a senior citizens dinner. We give out scholarships every year. This year, we gave out six thousand dollars in scholarships this wow. past school year. Mm-hmm. Um, we visit nursing homes and you know entertain those residents there and let them know that the community has not forgotten them. We have a big Easter event on Easter Sunday afternoon that's free to anyone that comes. There's games and entertainment and free food. We just reach out and help wherever we can. We partner with the city of Biloxi and doing some of their community service events also. And we we will assist just about anybody that asks us if our schedule permits, (laughs) because we are very busy. And that's something I was going to ask, too. I mean, the parade is, of course, the creme de la creme of what you guys do, but you do other things, and and you guys are also very active in the community. So why don't you share with our listeners what other things uh, the club does in and around your community? In and around the community, um, <clears throat> as I stated, we, uh, we give out a scholarship annually. We have our Senior Citizens Dinner annually. 
and we bring them out and we have games and entertainment and we feed them a nice dinner to let them know because if it wasn't for the seniors, where would we be, you know? Yeah. Some of them kind of inspired us to go on. And um, we we do our uh, our Easter extravaganza, and that is a huge event. We have seven, eight hundred people there sometimes and it just takes over the park and it's from two to five and it's just a huge event we go and visit uh local nursing homes and uh sit with them and do whatever we can to make them feel better and let them know that the community has not forgotten about them we partner like i said with the city of biloxi and one of their uh community service events we uh, we're called on sometimes to kind of entertain and boost our community. We have helped with, um, what is it, the state uh, supervisors when they have their big convention here. We have gone down and assisted them. We just really help out wherever we can. Now, Pinky, this year's parade is Saturday, February 10th. Uh, Do you have a a theme for this year's parade? Yes, this year our theme is an evening in Paris. Ooh, Mm. la la. Evening in Paris. So we're going to have a little uh, ooh-la-la and a little label <laughs> And we just going to have a good time. And if y'all can get down, come on down and see our parade. We have some great bands that are going to be with us this year. Um, the Jim Hill Band from Jackson is going to be in our oh, parade great. this awesome. year. Yeah. And uh, uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Band of Gold is going to be marching with us. And our, our parade, rain or shine, we, we roll. Rain or shine, I don't care how cold we roll, and we have a good time. Well, that's great, Pinky. Now, is it too late for folks to get involved to sign up to participate in the parade? No, no, it definitely is not. Um, anyone can contact us, and even just, you know, if at all, if nothing else, if you show up that morning, we will allow you to be in the parade. We will allow, we don't turn down anybody. The more involvement we get, from the community, the happier we are. That's great. Now, Pinky, before we let you go, tell everyone again uh, the details of when the parade takes place, what time they need to get there uh, to line up and enjoy uh, all the activities. Okay, I will. Our parade is going to be Saturday, February 10th. Line-up time is at 10 a.m., and the parade will roll at noon, and we will be in front of the Brewish Community Center that's at 591 Howard Avenue here in Biloxi. Wonderful, wonderful. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Pinky Lewis, PR Director and Chair for the Biloxi Second Liners Mardi Gras Parade and Club. Thanks so much, Pinky. Lots right, of fun. That's all right. right. Thank you, don't... you all for having us on the show. And folks, you don't have to go to New Orleans to celebrate Mardi Gras. Exactly. There's a lot happening on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and throughout the state. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll head uh, over to Clarksdale to speak with Roger Stoley about the Clarksdale Film Festival. All that and more coming up next on Next Stop Mississippi. Your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Owens. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Join us on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, where we talk about issues related to health from a woman's perspective. Listen to us on Southern Remedy for Women on Fridays on MPB from 11 to 12. You don't have to be a woman to call in. So we'd love to hear from you. It's the show for women and the people who love them. Listen to us this morning. We'll be taking your calls to answer all your health questions. It's Southern Remedy for Women. This morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. 
Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. And we're having a lot of fun on the radio today. If you're just joining us before the break, we spoke with Pinky Lewis, PR director for the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club of Biloxi. They've got a lot of fun things planned for the weekend of February 10th. So make your plans now. Book your hotel room, get a babysitter, whatever you need to do. Get down there. To get to the Gulf Coast to celebrate Mardi Gras, Mississippi style. Uh, So uh, we're going to welcome to the show Roger Stoley. He's the director of the Clarksdale Film Festival, among many other things. Glad to have you with us, Roger. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me on. The eighth annual Clarksdale Film Festival. Can you believe it? It's crazy. (laughs) The years just stack up. Well, that's great. Uh, Kamel and I were talking during the break about the wonderful lineup you have uh, for this year's festival. But before we get into the specifics of the films, tell us about the origin of the festival and and why you got this program started. Sure. So the Clarksdale Film Festival, which, of course, is in Clarksdale, Mississippi, uh, we decided through our same nonprofit, the, the Juke Joint Festival, we really needed something in winter to spur business and activity downtown. Um, of course, I'm a fan of, you know, film and music and all that anyway. So we kind of picked what was probably statistically about the worst business weekend of the year. Hmm. The last weekend in January. You know, it's usually cold. Uh, just Everybody's broke. Tourism, yeah, yeah. We thought, yeah, we thought this would become kind of something that would be spurring business activity. If nothing else, it creates a diversion for this time of year for folks and, um, just makes people feel good to get downtown, see some business happening, see some cars, have some out-of-towners coming in. And it's also, of course, uh, just one more opportunity to showcase what is so great about Mississippi, about the blues culture, um, which a lot of that, of course, figures into our festival. Well, Roger, I see it's a wonderful array of films. I mean, Films anywhere from six minutes all the way to two hours. Things like Stomping Ground and Yazoo Revisited, Moonshine and Mojo and Front Porch Stage and the Fannie Lou Hamer uh, film and also Mississippi Bluesman and on and on and on. And I mean, even the titles uh, keep you interested. So how in the world do you guys select the films? Because they seem like they're all just really stellar. Well, every year I always I worry about this. Like, what if there's no films this year to get? You know, what if I just can't? You know, we can't find things. Um, and every year, it just people submit things. We also take suggestions. We search out films, sometimes foreign films or domestic that haven't really been distributed, uh, may not even be brand new, but we think people should see them. But the general overriding themes it needs to be Mississippi connected in some way, or blues or roots music oriented in some way mm-hmm. that's basically the overriding feature of it and then we filter through and some things you know are a world premiere or a state premiere or a u.s premiere and some things are just classic but people have never seen them on a big screen yeah and of course you know it's nice to have things that go from you know five minutes to two hours because you know some people just don't have the attention span to sit at you know two and a half hour movies couple in a row so there's breaks in between we've got two theaters running we have other activities especially tomorrow uh, so it becomes more than just about sitting in a, a dark room. Well, and and the festival actually begins today. Later this morning is when you really kick off uh, the screenings. And, you know, uh, Roger, in looking through the different titles and, and watching a few of the trailers for the films, one thing that I noticed is a lot of these films are about people. They're not necessarily like... Um, Fiction. I don't know what the right term mm-hmm. is for film. You know, uh, they're not made up stories. They're they're about living people or people who have passed and their lives and how they connect to American culture and life in the South. A lot of these films deal with the connection of music and civil yeah. rights. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wonder if that was intentional. It is. And it's been an ongoing theme throughout our festival, the eight years. Um, you know, sometimes if you want to have difficult conversations about civil rights, for example, or um, even what's going on with women's rights right now. Um, you know, it's hard to hit somebody in the head and tell them something. You know, it's better to sort of show a story through someone's eyes, somebody who was there and did something, made a difference. And I feel like you get pulled into it. You can't help but just be pulled into the humanity of it. Um, on top of that, you know, when we talk about blues music and how it you know, basically came from here, uh, the middle of Mississippi, um, I think a lot of people look at it as a genre only something that's a, you know, a Grammy Award category, which is great. 
but it's a culture, and there are mm-hmm. real people behind it. And some of these people have amazing survival stories, um, often very little education, and yet they've, you know, risen either to the top in music or, you know, own businesses throughout their life that were related to it, um, found a certain stardom. And to me, that's just very inspirational. Well, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer is just one of my favorite figures and such an incredible story for civil rights and women's rights. And and like you said, just one of these folks that um, really rose up to change the world. And and she's ours. She's ours. Uh, Now, one of your films that I'm intrigued about is about folk artist Elvie Hall of Kosciuszko. Tell us a little bit about this one. Yeah. So I'm going to say it was like last June or something. um, You said Smith, the director, um, contacted me, just an email sent to me saying, hey, I'm working on this film, explaining who it was. And I'm like, I don't know exactly who L.B. Hall was because I used to visit her, you know, a couple times a year. Um, in fact, I sold her work in my, my uh, cat head store and just had wonderful memories. So I'm like, I don't even have to see it. If you're doing a documentary on her, we want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get basically the almost final cut. He's not quite done with it. Um, and he'll explain what more he has to do, um, but he'll be showing, I think it's about a 30-minute version, and he'll be here to talk about it as well. And for those who don't know about L.V. Hall, I hope you can make it to the film festival, but if not, just Google L.V. Hall, Kosciuszko, Mississippi. She was a marvelous lady, um, incredible folk art, uh, a folk art environment, in fact, in her entire house and yard, and she had incredible things. Um, I'm looking right now, actually, at a piece of her artwork on a cutting board in my kitchen that says, Face powder may get a man. Baking powder keep him. <laughs> Show you right. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, Elvie Hall was, it was an incredible woman and a, a really funky, cool artist that I think a lot of people try to emulate now. But uh, that's exciting that we'll get to see uh, the uncut version, mm-hmm. the not-so-final version at the Clarksdale Film Festival. Now, Roger, in addition to the films, like you mentioned, there's live music taking place. You've got some bus tours scheduled for tomorrow that will take you around Clarksdale. So what's the best way for folks to get involved and learn more about what's happening with the schedule? Sure, the entire schedule of films, music, special guests, bus tours, a workshop, and more are at ClarksdaleFilmFestival.com. ClarksdaleFilmFestival.com. If for some reason you don't have the Internet, um, and I'm praising you for that in some ways out there, (laughs) uh, you can always call 662-624-5992, and we can try to answer some questions. Now, I do have a question. I, I am familiar with the new Roxy. It's one of the great venues in uh, downtown Clarksdale. Love that place. Love the vibe. Love the folks there. Uh, but one of your other venues where you're screening a lot of the films, uh, particularly, I think, tomorrow afternoon, is uh, Grandma's, Grandma's Sports, Sports Bar. Bar. I don't know this spot. Tell us more. Yeah. It is It is awesome. It is just around the corner from my cat head store on 3rd Street in downtown Clarksdale. It is part of what I will call the Grandma's Complex. <laughs> Grandma's Pancake House, Grandma's House of Blues, and Grandma's Sports Bar. And we're going to use the House of Blues part for our 5 p.m. reception each day with live music, etc. And then we'll run films all day and then the feature in the early evening in the sports bar. And they have a permanent mounted-on-the-wall big screen and a permanent mounted-in-the-ceiling projector uh, and like a DJ sound system. So it will be like seeing a great movie and a cool, funky juke joint. Man, that sounds really cool. I love it. I love it. Sounds like my kind of party. Yeah. Uh, one more question, Roger, before we let you off the phone, because I know you've got a lot to take care of this morning. Um, the the John Rusky film that follows 54 days on the Mississippi River uh, in canoe. Um, tell us a little bit about this feature, because it's, it's, it is connected to Mississippians, mm-hmm. but it's not as music related as maybe some of the others. Sure. I actually can't tell you very much about it because it is literally brand new. Wow. And the filmmaker is bringing it with him. He just got in town last night. Wow. Uh, we have not even seen it. He's been working on it. He's been very excited about it. Of course, uh, John Rusky is an iconic figure here in Clarksdale, uh, mainly for his canoe service, Quapaw Canoe, but then as an artist and a musician and um, helping youth, et cetera. So uh, I think this will be a really uh, cool film. And it's also going to be great because there will be a Q&A with the director, as well as some of the folks who are in it. 
Great, great. Well, Roger mm-hmm. Soley, thanks so much for being on the show with us today yes. for all you do for Clarksdale and Mississippi at large and the great musicians and artists um, here. So, again, uh, Clarksdale Film Festival taking place all weekend long. Go online and check out this great schedule. Now, it's time for us to take another break, but when we come back, we'll have Beth Ann Finley on the line. She is a poet and uh, part of an evening of songs and stories taking place today in Columbus and tomorrow in Jackson. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. can be just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. In 2018, connecting to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio just got a lot easier. If you own a smart home device, such as Amazon Echo or Google Home, you can now ask for MPB by name. Say, Alexa, play MPB Think Radio for up-to-date news and your favorite local programs. Or say, Alexa, play MPB Radio for great music to get you through your day. And that's it. You're connected. With any smart home device, just ask for us by name. Alexa, play MPB Think Radio, where Mississippi is our mission. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Kamel King. You're listening to the sounds of Claire mm-hmm. Holly. That tune's called Boat of Dreams. And Claire Holly is a collaborator this weekend uh, and as part of a series called An Evening of Songs and Stories with poet Beth Ann Finley, who we have on the line joining us now. Welcome, Beth Ann. Thank you so much, Mary Margaret. Well, we're very pleased to have you on the show today. As yes. I understand, you and Claire are together running uh, running down the road to your next uh, collaboration, your next performance. Yeah, I know. It's been really fun. We already performed in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and last night in Little Rock, and we're heading home to Mississippi today. Wow. Now, Bethann, how did you and Claire even come up with this series of bringing the songs and the stories together and blending it together to, you know, give it to the crowd like this? Well, Claire and I have been friends since I first moved to Mississippi in 2001. I became a big fan of her music, and we connected over music, and she liked some of my books. And then in 2009, we had an opportunity to do a show together in Oxford, Mississippi, and she played some songs, and I read some poems, and she set one of my poems to music. And it was such a fun collaboration and such an energetic evening, and I loved hearing her music so much that when my new book, Heating and Cooling, 52 Micro Memoirs, came out in October, I started thinking how great it would be to collaborate and to work in particular with creative women, and I immediately thought how great it would be to do a series of shows with Claire, so that's what we're doing. How fun. Now, I picked up a copy of Heating and Cooling from Lemuria. I've actually got it in the studio with it with me today. It's a bright green yeah, cover with a, a half-eaten popsicle Thank on the front. <laughs> uh, lots of um, lots of fun to read. So, uh, Bethann, you are uh, Mississippi's Poet Laureate, a, a great honor and uh, a yes. position you certainly serve the state well. And you're a professor, an MFA professor at the University of Mississippi. And uh, it seems like you're staying really busy with this book tour. Uh, what's it like to be on tour um, by yourself and then now with a friend, with a collaborator, a musician? 
Well, both have been great. Since October 10th, I have been on the road a lot, a lot all over Mississippi and the South in particular, and then some jaunts by plane to other places. And the book is really fun to read from because the pieces are small. So micro memoirs is this idea I had to take the things I love from the three different main genres, the concision of poetry, the suspense of fiction, and the truth telling of nonfiction mm-hmm. and the pieces are tiny so it's been really fun to read from them and um just when i was starting to get a little sick of my work and my own voice <laughs> then I'm doing my show with claire so it's perfect well that that's really fun now yeah. i have to say you know just as a, a fan of your work you were one of the first poets that i ever felt like i could relate to mm-hmm. poetry always seemed beyond my grasp but you were writing about being a woman being a mother being a lover and it was just really engaging so uh, as you uh work with claire uh, do these themes seem to come in and out of mm-hmm. your collaboration yeah one of the natural and organic parts of working with Claire has been that there's so many themes that run through her songs that also run through my books. And we haven't had a big stretch to put together a show. It's actually more the opposite problem. We'll start talking about, you know, Claire has a great song about, for example, Eudora Welty, and um, she has another song about Dolly Parton and Tammy Wynette. And we'll start talking about some of her songs. And it's not just that I can think of one piece that answers or compliments or songs, I can think of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our problem has actually been keeping the show tidy because another idea we had was that our shows would be on the shorter side, you know, around an hour and um, just respect everyone's busy lives and, and let them go out into the evening. Well, what's awesome is that MPB is going to be taping uh, you guys' series at, at the Cedars of Evening Songs and Stories for the Ampton Wire series that MPB broadcasts uh, online and also on the uh, their television station. So are you guys really excited about that? Yes, we are. And so many of our friends have um, talked to us about wanting to see the show. And in fact, last night's show was sold out and there was a waiting list and we, we both felt a little sad for different people who were begging to get tickets for this reason or that reason, and it was really fun to be able to say, Mississippi Public Broadcasting is going to have this great TV show, and you'll be able to watch it. So maybe it also takes some of the pressure off of uh, each of our second cousin's best friend's Uber driver trying to get a ticket for the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, as you mentioned earlier, you're leaving Arkansas. You're headed home to Mississippi, and tonight's performance is in Columbus. Uh, tell us about this space where you're performing tonight. Um, it's the Omnova Theater in the Rosenzweig Arts Center, and I think it's just going to be a, a really fun and intimate um, arrangement where um Claire and I will trade off pieces of literature and songs in a, you know, nice old-fashioned place. That's great. And then you'll be in uh, Jackson on Saturday at the Cedars. You've got two performances in Jackson tomorrow night, one at 6, one at 8. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a, lot, of, uh, a lot of stage time. Yes, it is. Yeah, so by, the, by that point, we'll either be best friends or really hate each other. <laughs> Fair enough. Absolutely. Well, uh, Bethann, thanks so much for uh, being on the show with us this morning. We have, uh, you know, we always have a short amount of time to talk here on Next Stop. But if you want to hear extended interviews uh, with Bethann Finley or with Claire Holly, they were both on conversations with Marshall Ramsey. You can pull those uh, those interviews up very easily online. And uh, again, another great MPB program. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Absolutely. Uh, Beth Ann, again, thanks for being with us. Her new book is called Heating and Cooling, 52 Micro Memoirs. Uh, when we come back, we'll have uh, Claire Holly on the line. They're just going to trade trade uh, drivers, you there know, you go. switch seats. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thanks again, Beth Ann. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll continue our road trip and our conversation about an evening of songs and stories. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith in heaven's table land. A higher place than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. 
podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. King, uh, having a really good time on the show today. We've had a diverse array of guests. We started off uh, in Biloxi celebrating Mardi Gras, getting ready for Mardi Gras uh, with the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club of Biloxi. And we moved on to Clarksdale to learn more about a very blues-centric film festival Mm -hmm. taking place throughout the weekend. We just spoke with Mississippi Poet Laureate Beth Ann Finley about her new book, Heating and Cooling, and about her series of performances called An Evening of Songs and Stories taking place tonight in Columbus. I believe that show may be sold out, but uh, those of you um, out in that neck of the woods, definitely see if you might be able to wrangle a ticket or two or just, you know, kind of peek your head in the window, uh, stand at the back of the door. Right. Kumail, I know you've done that before. Many, many times. But I'm telling you, the evening of songs and stories is so something that I dig and would dig. I mean, can you picture just going in and being mesmerized by that soft, strong voice and those lyrics and then having the poet laureate just deliver some groundbreaking poetry and just going back and forth and compliment? I could so see it. So, yeah, I would love to go to this. Well, and again, if you can't see it in person, you can watch it on Ampton Wired, the great music or television series that MPB is producing right now. Hats off to the TV team down the hall on this great program. Now, we're welcoming to the show Beth Ann Finley's counterpart in An Evening of Songs and Stories, Claire Holly. Claire, welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Good to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. We're so glad to have you on the show. Uh, Claire, I want our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. You're a Mississippian by birth, but you've lived a lot of your life on the West Coast. So tell us about how you got started as a musician. Well, I got, I, I would say um, I got my start as a musician and starting to write songs was in college when I started um, covering all my favorite singers and bands and I would play at the coffee house. I didn't actually know what a coffee house was, so I got to my college and I <laughs> heard of that. And they said, oh, we have a little coffee house on Thursday nights and you can play. So I joined the coffee house committee. Isn't that hilarious? So it's kind of a conflict of interest, but I did, a, <laughs> I did those gigs. But I would say really in terms of loving music started when I was just a little girl and um, singing and in grade school with my with my choir teacher who I thought was such a inspiration because she she herself just loved to sing and play the piano and I felt like I caught the fire a little bit. Right. Well, I see that you have uh, written eight albums. You've written for TV, Hollywood musical acts, and museums. I mean, how did you get inserted into where you can start getting placement for TV and for film and and things like that? Because a a lot of people from Mississippi would like to know how to even break in the industry. Good question. I think there's so many ways to... um so many different turns you can take to get there and not always the most obvious but for me I I always enjoyed um, matching a a musical sound to a picture and I used to make slideshows for people's wedding receptions I thought it was really fun to kind of you know put the slide and get the right music to go with it so I'd say I've been interested in that for a while but when I moved to Los Angeles which I never really I kind of surprised me that we ended up doing that but we did I just found myself sitting at lunch, you know, at a dinner party or something, and I'd meet people who were putting plays on, or I'd meet people who were writing, you know, written a script, and the film was going to be a production. So a lot of it happened really naturally where you're just you're just meeting people, and you're, you're getting to talk to them, and you say, well, maybe let me send you, let me, here's a CD, see if this is kind of what you're 
you're looking for. So the very first film I scored was for a UCLA grad student film thesis, and he uh, came up to me. I'd sung at church, and he said, I'd like you to read this script. And so it was a tiny little film, but sometimes doing the tiny little things leads to medium-sized things. And, mm-hmm. one, you know, as, so that's, that's kind of a roundabout way of answering your question. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, really good question, and I, I love the the thought of you kind of working from your computer to create a slideshow for a wedding, and 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 really finding that joy there and growing it uh, yeah. as part of your your craft. Just really so interesting. I think that says to a lot of us, like, hey, don't you know, pay attention when you have that that yeah, spark, you exactly. know, um, look up. So and to you speak. Wanna, you want to know the hilarious thing? <laughs> yes. This was in the eighties and nineties when I had to have a tape recorder and an analog slideshow and I'd have to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> remember I'd those days. And I do, I do that. If, I remember doing that for hours of my grandmother's attic and getting the timing right. It's kind of like, you know, what sound editors do now. Um, yep. But yes, now it would be on a computer. That is too much. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it go a little bit quicker now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. You know, PowerPoint and all that stuff. There's probably tons of software now. Now, Claire, as as, um, as a as a woman who has spent my, most of my life in Mississippi, I, I, you know, I want to ask you as a creative person. I know, again, you do live in California. You collaborate with folks all over the country. But what keeps you coming home to Mississippi besides, you know, family or kind of the usual suspects? Uh, what draws you back to this place? Well. I mean, I guess the very simple short answer is it, it is my it's my home place, and there's something comforting about going back to a place where, you know, it was the first, it was just where I was born, and there's a there's a comfort there, and a common language I think, and 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 I was trying to describe this to Beth Ann about being back in the South and the warmth that I felt from the people, um, and the people I'm talking about right now is Fayetteville, but there's something. There's just a there's a hospitality in the air that I find at times. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, to be honest, and at other times it can be incredibly um, comforting. And so, yes, it, a lot of it is that I have family there that I want to see. I want my son to know Mississippi and um, be familiar with my and my husband's um, place of birth. So partly for them it's partly that um the family part and then just the the enjoyment of the of the people and and also i i have kind of a from kind of a practical sense there are just some people there that have been really loyal fans and mm-hmm. it, that sounds kind of crass but no. loyal fans and friends that that will continue to come and and listen and i don't i don't take that for granted i i know people as Beth Ann said people have busy lives and um, the fact that somebody would want to come and listen to some songs and visit a little bit afterwards is really flattering. Yeah, that, that is a true gift. Yes, it really indeed. is. Well, Claire, we'd love to give the listeners a little treat uh, so that they can hear some of your music. We're going to play your title track from your 2015 release, Time in the Middle. We'll play the song, Time in the Middle. Oh, thanks so much. Oh, wow, flower to your wind. 
right. That is just beautiful. God. Like our producer said, her voice is so calming. Yes, Michelle McAdoo came in our ear while we were listening to Time in the Middle, and she said, this is just so zen, yeah. you know. Oh. Um, but beautiful, Claire. I assume this will be, um, or maybe is part of uh, an evening of songs and stories, this this song particularly. Um, I'm sorry, we. Yeah. It's kind of noisy in the car. I apologize. No worries. No worries. Now, uh, Time in the Middle is your latest album. And uh, with your collaboration with Beth Ann, I assume that we'll hear some songs off of this album and maybe some of your earlier work as well. That's right. Definitely. Now, Claire, you've been described as having a warm, gentle voice that possesses an unexpected strength as well as a lyrical style that is humane and gentle without sounding pretentious. Would you agree with that? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Would you? <laughs> I don't know if I've heard that one. Would you agree with that? I mean, because your your voice is so simplistically powerful and your lyrics are so intertwining. I mean, uh, how would you describe your, your style? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't really know how to answer that. I will say that one person gave me, gave, wrote me a letter once about Time in the Mill, and he said it was confident in its fragility. Mm. And I thought, it, there is, I, I can see how um, people sometimes think of it as sort of fragile and delicate, but maybe there is a, a simplicity to it that comes off um, like I said, it's really hard to talk about your own voice. I will say that I was saying this last night at Little Rock. A lot of, for me, when I'm working on a song, I want it to sing well. That is so much what it comes down to. And can I sing this in a way that feels honest? Mm-hmm. Can I sing this in a way that feels natural and comfortable? Because you, you just know it when it's not working, you know. Um, but, yeah. I'm sorry, that's not a great answer to your question, but um, I find people's responses to, to, you know, these kind of descriptions helpful for understanding. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if we can really see ourselves for who we are. Well, let's talk a little bit mm-hmm. about timing, Claire. Talk about this collaboration with Beth Ann, and she spoke a bit about your early um, partnerships and kind of your quick and fast friendship, but Tell us about the timing and, and how maybe Heating and Cooling spoke to you as a musician. Well, you know, I, Beth Ann, I'm not sure if Beth Ann told you this, but we met in around 2001 when she first moved to Mississippi. And um, I, I sent the kinship right away. And um, I ended up having brunch with her family at, at one point, And then we just kind of kept, up a dialogue um, periodically, and so it felt like a really natural thing to do the music in the hall, which is our was our first kind of gig together. And I, one thing I love about Beth Ann is she's just kind of game for she's she's just game and really a yes and kind of person. And and then I started reading her work, and I really connected with it. We were you know both mothers of young children, and also trying to make art while we're in the trenches of that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed her book, Great With Child, and, and it really helped me on a lot of levels. Uh, you know, she said, don't worry about making sure your yard is pretty. Just let the yard go. I've, I've continued to think about that. And just so when she was talking about her micro-memoirs coming out, I, was, I jumped at the chance to work with her again. And what's been really fun is we are combining our audiences to some extent where some people that maybe didn't know about me but really loved her came because of her, and then they maybe enjoyed some of my songs, and I and hopefully they'll do that for her some with, in Mississippi. And it feels like a, a love, kind of a love fest, really. And, and I'm really, really uh, flattered and honored that this came about. I just I do love collaborating. I think she does too, and uh, it's, it brings out another side to your own work and your performance. 
Well, Beth Ann spoke a bit about how you guys have been having so much fun putting the shows together, almost just too much um, work and, uh, you know, too many options for how the music and the and the prose reflect one another. So I know you're playing, putting a lot of thought into these performances, but what has been something unexpected that's come out of this? Hmm. Something unexpected. I have to think about that for a bit. I mean, possibly just, I mean, I thought it would go well, but I didn't know it would go as well as it has gone. You know, you never know when you're in the planning stages of something, how it's going to come. And that goes for making a film. You can kind of write a script, but once you actually start filming it, it's a whole different thing. And so we've been in pre-production for a long time. And it was actually quite a lot of work. I think we would both say that, that it was a lot of it, a lot of planning. We, we didn't have agents doing this. It was the two of us. But I think we shared in the work, and we, and the work is paying off. And, and actually, it's more fun than I even thought it would be. Claire, that, what, maybe that's the unexpected thing. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, <laughs> so I like hearing Beth Ann's poems two nights in a row. I'm going to hear them five times by the end, and I'll get things out of them the fifth time I hear them than I did the first. Absolutely. And it makes me laugh. I, I'm not always the best at, at writing songs that make people laugh. I'm, I'm trying to get better at that. <laughs> and Beth Ann's work really relaxes people and makes them laugh. But then she can also do a very poignant piece that, you know, brings out another emotion. So I enjoy the range of the pieces. So... Well, a lot of uh, a lot of excitement uh, building up, I think, for uh, this weekend's performances, yeah. and again for the Ampton Wired series uh, featuring uh, you and Beth Ann uh, later this month. So, again, Claire Holly, thanks for being mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, as we go out today, we're going to hear "Love in a Bowl." So, mm-hmm. good luck to you. Thanks for joining us from the road. And- I really appreciated your questions and your interest. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Oh, well, thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us today and thank all of our guests for joining us on the show. Pinky Lewis of the Second Liners Mardi Gras Club, Roger Stoley with the 8th Annual Clarksdale Film Festival, Beth Ann Finley and musician Claire Holly for an evening of songs and stories. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo and is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but we hope that you'll join us again next week for a great trip on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. Here comes the sun, shining through my window like a big bowl of love. Looking in my kitchen, I see what you're doing. You're sneaking and licking out my loving bowl. So stood up good, I need a little more salt. Soul, big blue eyes breaking my heart again. What would you say if I got in your way? If 